heart, soul, mind, and strength. These are the four dimensions of human health. This is where growth happens, and it's addicting. Welcome to the Growth Junkies Podcast. Well, hello and welcome to the Growth Junkies Podcast. My name is Kent and I'm one of the hosts here. Uh, we welcome you, Growth Junkies. We know that you're coming along with us because you're interested in growing and developing as a human being. And it's been super cool to meet you along the way. And we're hearing from you. We have gotten lots of responses and people letting us know uh, not only the things that they resonate with we're talking about, but even new subjects that we should talk about. And so today, uh, I'm excited, along with uh, Mr. Ben Bost, my co-host, to, uh, to welcome a special guest. Her name is Dory Halbert, and I'm going to call her Dr. Halbert because she's a newly minted doctor, not the medical doctor. So don't ask her to help you on an airplane if someone's choking, but <laughs> you can ask her to help you with anything with psychology and theology and therapy because she has a PhD in what, Dory? Transformational leadership. All right. Transformational leadership. Which we're really interested in. Yeah, we're into transformation around here because (laughs) the Growth Junkies podcast is produced by and distributed by the Love and Transformation Institute, which Ben and I started as a nonprofit organization, always welcoming donations, by the way. You can find us at (laughs) loveandtransformation.org. But today we're excited to welcome Dory to join us. Dory, a little bit about her. She is a church leader here in Idaho at Crossroads Church in Nampa. She also is the executive director of the Refuge Counseling Center that she started how many years ago? In 2007. 2007. Mm. So it's been Mm. around for 13 years. It is now expanding to four locations all over the Treasure Valley. And a lot of people come to the counseling center for... uh, well, counseling. <laughs> yeah. yes. And she's also the author of a brand new book that we will talk about here today called The Office with Two Doors. And I'm excited about this because I actually endorsed it. I'm on the back and I believe in the principles and the concepts that she writes about here because it's really an elaboration about how and why you started the Refuge Counseling Center, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Because we had two things that really mattered to us, that people could afford counseling, that we could provide services they could afford, and that we combined evidence-based sound counseling with theology Mm. and to meet people wherever they are on their walk of life. Cool. Yeah. I think one of the things that really resonates for us with that is in the Institute, we say that we don't think holistic health and development should be a privilege of the wealthy. Ah, and and so a lot of times these services can be incredibly expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, people go into debt sometimes trying to become healthy and to develop. And, and this is a real challenge that we face today, sp- mm-hmm. particularly in the next generation where a lot of the epidemics are showing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we're excited to have you here. Transformation is something we're super interested yeah, in. Yeah, thanks and for joining us. You Thank live you. in this. I mean, you do this on mm-hmm. a daily basis. And I love the fact that you bring uh, psychology and theology together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk a little bit about that today, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But there's a topic actually uh, that you brought up uh, that you think we should talk about. And so I, I invited you to come on in and help us with it because you know a lot about this subject. You live in this subject. Mm-hmm. And the subject is hope. Hope. I think that's something everybody's interested in. I think it's something that we all can agree the world needs more of mm-hmm. because we're in this, um, I would use the word volatile mm-hmm. environment. I think everybody's feeling between this COVID-19 and murder hornets 
and uh, <laughs> riots mm-hmm. and protests that the world's a bit in chaos. Crumbling fact, economy. Yes. Oh, yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. I, I read this morning that uh, there was a poll that 80% of Americans yeah. believe that, that America is like out of control. Yeah, I yeah. saw that on TV last night. Did too. you? Yep. Absolutely. So it's 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 happening. And I yes. think a lot of people agree that things are a bit out of control. And that not only that, it's politically heated right now because of the election year. So there's all kinds of things at work. And so it is a perfect time, I think, to talk about hope. Mm-hmm. And so, Dory, um, you've got some thoughts on this subject, and I just want to, and Ben and I want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about hope. Sure. Thanks, you guys. It's it's great to be here today. And, you know, we maybe have different ideas of what hope is. And so the what I wrote about in the book is the idea that certainly hope is something like a character quality that develops in us over time. And mm-hmm. maybe a definition that we would all agree on is that Hope is this anticipation for the future that could be different, that mm-hmm. could be better, and we certainly mm. need that. But then adding to that, how do we get to that place? What are the tools and the skills and the support we need so that we can walk out hope? Mm-hmm. And um, research certainly says there's benefits to having hope. And we did a research study, a very small one, using um some people here, right here in the Treasure Valley, and we have some organizations that send people to our center. And so we ask them, what do you see, not what's inside me or what I feel, but what do you actually see from people who come to get these counseling services? And the number one thing they said is people leave with hope. Mm-hmm. And that, that's pretty powerful, right? Yeah, and so. For sure. They've got tools, they've got skills, but they've got this anticipation that the future is going to be different from them. And I think not separated in any way from relationships. You guys talk about that a ton here, right? That relationships (laughs) are what it's all about, right? Mm -hmm. We've got to have know that someone believes in us. We've got to know that people are for us. Um, sometimes yeah. God, sometimes others, a combination, but really hope can't be separated from relationships. I love that. Hope in the context of relationships. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a whole lot of research out there, isn't there, about uh, how necessary it is to have other people with you along the way. Absolutely. And if you try to do this thing called life by yourself, that it's hard to be hopeful. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you languish in loneliness. We talk a lot about loneliness and isolation Absolutely, here. Absolutely, we do. And I just yesterday talking with someone who just said, I got so lonely in the season, something mm-hmm. I've never experienced before. Mm-hmm. So I think people are experiencing it more than ever. And hope just, we need hope. We need something yeah. to look forward to, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, and in reality, it's documented right now that it is the crisis of all crises. Mm-hmm. Even when we look at the epidemics of anxiety, depression, and suicide, loneliness pretty much leads the way. It does. Alongside it does. a crisis of meaning, like mm-hmm. this reality. So people are losing hope in all these v- various facets, and then it starts showing up in clinical ways, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Affecting, affecting their psychology and their body, yes. and the way they're responding to life. Exactly. So this loneliness topic, yeah, it is a big issue for us here at the Institute. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of research, and we've talked about it on this podcast, uh, about isolation and loneliness and how many people struggle. Mm-hmm. I remember reading and sharing that half of Americans have no one to turn to in a crisis. Mm-hmm. 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 Now that's stunning. So think about the millions and millions and millions of people that have no one to turn to when things are going south. Mm-hmm. And so, especially with the COVID-19 situation, uh, everyone's been cooped up for a few months, Absolutely. feeling a bit crazy, but, but stuck in their homes. And there's a lot of concern about the suicide rate mm-hmm. that has actually gone up has. during this crisis mm-hmm. because people are feeling more isolated than ever. And then, of course, we have the, the recent fallouts with all the protests. 
and the riots and the political stuff that's going on and people are feeling more isolated not just physically but even emotionally and socially mm. you yes. know social distancing <laughs> it's such a fascinating idea mm -hmm. I, I gotta say i think it's a terrible name for it <laughs> you know I, I get it i mean some people have advocated calling it physical distancing you know because there's a need to maybe stay right. six feet away for yeah. safety right. but staying socially distant is killing us it relationally yeah. distance is killing us it communicates something different right and it's it's one of those things like when we need to be closer to each other because it's helpful for us we're being told to stay apart mm-hmm socially is what you're getting at. And it's, that's just really interesting. Yeah. And I think it's hurting us. I think mm -hmm. speaking of hope, I think hope languishes in isolation. Absolutely. And so, so I guess I would want to ask you, Dory, what are your thoughts on what we can do? Like, how can we instill hope in each other? That's a, that's a great question. You know, what's interesting, um, as we talked about hope and what we, our little, our small research study is what we found that came in closely second, right behind hope was the idea of endurance. Mm. So if you think about that, we all go through difficult times, certainly like we're in right now. But what happens when we walk through those times? Do we hurry up and try to get through them as if it's a race? Or what happens if we would think that I'm enduring a difficult time and could I endure it being inspired by hope? Mm. Is hope what's in my view as I endure something? Then it becomes less about something I need to hurry up and get through. And wow, how do I live what I value? Who are the people that can walk with me in this difficult time in this journey? So I think that's exactly what you were talking about mm -hmm. that if we try to do this alone hope makes zero sense right it doesn't it's nothing but this idea that we endure something and it's not um i think of it this might be seem like a silly illustration but remember in the fair when we would get on those bumper cars mm -hmm. and they had the rubber and every time we hit an obstacle we just turned a different direction and mm -hmm. i think that's what culture says you hit a tough spot go another way find another something to add meaning to your life and i think hope says no i i know this is weird but almost like a bulldozer we're gonna we're gonna plow a new path. We're going to get through this by walking through difficulty with other people, mm -hmm. living hope that the, the future can be different. And I think that's one way we do it is just don't run. Mm. <laughs> don't run. Don't walk away. Just just sit in it and invite mm. people to sit in it with you because mm -hmm. we're going to grow. We're going to mm -hmm. transform. You guys talk about that a lot, mm -hmm. about how do we transform? What are How can we be whole? relational wellness is a huge part of being mm -hmm. whole, right? Not just mental, yeah. not emotional, spiritual, but relational. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you talk about, you know, sitting in the uh, pit or the well together. Yes, exactly. It, it sometimes is really helpful um, to just sit in the well and not have to say anything. Mm -hmm. I, I can't even tell you. Um, so our listeners know that, that I've been a pastor for a long time and I've lamented, you know, the mm -hmm. ups and the downs of that. But one of the things I recall is, is sitting um, with many people in my office who would open up and talk about what they're going through. And I wouldn't say anything. And the time they're done, they look at me and they say, wow, thank you so much, pastor. That's right. That was so helpful to me. Mm -hmm. It's been healing for me. And I thought at the time, well, I didn't say anything. I didn't do anything. I just sat and listened. And yet isn't that a big part it's of huge. what people need? It's huge. And so distancing ourselves from others and being isolated just feeds mm, the yeah. 
feeds the depression and the anxiety and all the things that are underneath it because we're just not supposed to go through life that way, right? So part of hope is then you're saying um, reaching out. Absolutely. Um, don't stay isolated and in solitude, even though you might want to, even though it might be hard, you need to reach out and 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 talk to other people, not just for your sake, but for theirs. Absolutely. Because other people are, mm-hmm. are struggling as well. So the value of sitting together and the value of walking together. Um, I think of I think of the the Old Testament scriptures in 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 uh, Ecclesiastes and Proverbs about the value of relationships mm-hmm. and how you know two stay together and they stay warm. If one falls down, the other mm-hmm. one helps pick them up. And that's a big part of this, right? Mm-hmm. The hope that comes with having somebody else to keep you warm, having somebody else to lift you up. Mm-hmm. And there's, I think, symbolic value to that as well. It's emotionally, it's spiritually, it's not just physical. If you trip and fall down, someone can lift you up. It's people calling you, emailing you, texting you and saying, I believe in you, I'm with you, I'm for you. Mm-hmm. And we need that. Absolutely. So what would you say to our listeners who maybe right now are feeling pretty isolated, mm. f- struggling with this issue, feeling hopeless? How would you encourage and maybe challenge them to break out of that, like what can they do? Maybe some you know, specific steps that they can take. Well, I think I think it's first of all maybe just taking a few minutes, and and just you know we talk a lot about being present, just sitting in the moment and and sorting out what is it that I'm feeling instead of quickly turning on the TV or the whatever piece of electronics that helps us walk, you know, ignore. And certainly there's nothing wrong with that inherently, but just asking ourselves the question, what is it that I'm really experiencing right now? Is it I'm just lonely? Is there a person I need to call and need to reach out to? Or I just need to acknowledge this is hard and it's okay, right? Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's just okay that it's that's difficult and we don't need to do anything more. I, I know my tendency is is just to do something else, mm. you know, go off into the future and plan a, the next vac- vacation mm. or the next trip. Or I, I'm a, I love to escape to wonderful, <laughs> places, <laughs> wonderful <yeah>. places, <laughs> beaches that I can't go to right now. Mm-hmm. And so just this idea of just being okay with ourselves and sitting in it, but not staying there also then reaching out to to someone to you know um Mm. there's lots of good um literature things we can read but certainly just Mm. not staying alone in this and realizing we realize when we do that we aren't alone other people are feeling the same thing and the more people i talk to the more people who are are just opening up and saying this has been the most difficult season i've ever walked through Mm. i don't feel so alone when i hear somebody say Mm. that because it certainly has been for me as well well it's interesting because we in our culture as a whole kind of start behind the eight ball with mm. that reality in the sense that we we live in a culture that says everything's supposed to be fine all the time. Yes. And if you have problems or struggles or whatever, like people feel like they can't have those. So they have to protect or guard or go right. or hide or escape. I, I predominantly, I think I see that a lot that uh, if it's not going perfectly and not fine, then something's wrong with you. You need to go get healthy. You're right. the problem. Right. Um, I think that's a message that has caused one of the things you said in uh, around the book is the stigma around mental health. Mm-hmm. I think a stigma approaches and becomes a reality when we're told that it's not something helpful to be discussed. Mm. So it has to be quieted down, put in a box, and not uh, addressed. And so people... 
I think a lot when they start struggling or have problems don't have the skills to be able to reflect or to move into that because they were just trying to move on, mm-hmm. cover it up, do exactly. away with it, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I wanted to make an observation about something you said about endurance. Mm. I, I think it's so fascinating that when you started asking people, you found endurance to be something linked to hope. Mm-hmm. Because in the passage in Romans 5, uh, verse 3, it says, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. Mm-hmm. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope does not lead to disappointment. Mm-hmm. There's this relationship between endurance and hope and our character development process, our transformation mm-hmm. that's in that passage. That's just fascinating that you all stumbled upon that yeah. when you started asking people. Yeah, isn't it interesting? And that that word you picked up for endurance actually is that idea of hopeful endurance, right? It's oh, this, interesting. They're, they're, they're actually linked. It's a Greek word that actually means that, this mm. patience in the middle of struggle so that we can be inspired by hope. Mm. And that was just such an, a fascinating mm-hmm. um, connection. And what was fascinating to me, in addition to that, is these leaders in our community that were sending people to us, one of the things that mattered to them is, are you sending people here for a quick fix? Mm. Because if you are, we're not interested in that. <laughs> we're interested in people understanding that struggle is part of being human, mm. and it's not something we need to rush through. Mm-hmm. It's something that has something to teach us. It's transformational. So I love that. I love that scripture. So do you find a lot with people that you've worked with or see that there has to be almost a mindset adjustment related to struggle, like this is actually okay, this can be beneficial to my life, or at the outset, like that's, around awareness? That's You hit the nail on the head, Ben. That's exactly right, because I've certainly been conditioned, hurry up, get through this so we can be joyful. Mm. No, I think there's joy right in the middle of it, mm. right? Be joyful in hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Romans says that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something we can do. Be patient in affliction. Absolutely. It certainly was a mindset change for me. And I and I I guess because I wrote about it in a book, but I continually remind myself in difficult days, wait a minute, you don't need to hurry up through this. Mm-hmm. There's something that you can learn. And maybe that's mm-hmm. the can't you ask the question, what can people do? Be curious. Mm-hmm. What is there to learn in this process? No, I think that's, that's so one good. of the greatest qualities we can have is is foster curiosity, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. No. I think that's big. And if I hear you correctly, what you're saying, and I agree with this, that what we shouldn't be doing when we're struggling or having a hard time is just distracting ourselves from it mm-hmm. or burying it, you know, yeah. but admitting it and accepting it. One of the greatest ways to cultivate hope, because it sounds like it's cultivated. It's not something you're born with. You have to develop it. Exactly. Right. So mm-hmm. you develop it. And that's where endurance comes from. It's this development. It's this growth, which we're super interested in here as growth junkies. Mm-hmm. What do we need to do? Well, one thing you can do is admit your struggle, admit your sadness, admit what you're going through, take a good look at it, call it what it is and say, I'm sad. I'm having a hard time. I'm feeling down. I, I feel hurt. I feel betrayed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because mm-hmm. ignoring it or distracting yourselves from it is not going to help you grow. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you need somebody else with you to help you take a look at it, right? Exactly. And tell you, this is what this is. This is hard. You know, this is painful. So what can we learn from this? How can we grow through this? What good, we talk about nutritional value. Nutritional value uh, in 
taking in painful situations, negative reality, so to speak. We go through negative reality. The question is, what can I glean from this? What can I learn from this? Mm. It doesn't mean it's not hard. It doesn't mean it's not bad, but there's something, some nutritional value Mm. that I can take in from this and spit out the bad, but take in the good. So with hope, it's no different. Hope is cultivated through the processing, maybe in in the context with others, of the painful stuff we're experiencing, but learning and growing through it, correct? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And maybe on the flip side of that, if you're walking with someone who's struggling with hope, asking them good questions, helping them to be curious, because you just said Mm -hmm. that's what we can do for ourselves. We can also do it for other people. Mm -hmm. Because when you we ask one another questions, it helps us know what we think, right? Mm -hmm. We sometimes Mm -hmm. don't know what we think. We don't know what we feel. But asking someone, hey, what was that like for you? Or what are you experiencing? Or are you sad? Or Mm -hmm. are you struggling? Wow, that opens up this whole new world for me that I can explore that and not feel Mm -hmm. so isolated. Mm -hmm. So now I want to ask you about something. Um, When it comes to the subject of hope, I I think that there are two different views of hope. When I hear Mm -hmm. the word hope, I think some people think desires. Mm -hmm. Some people think expectations. Mm. So like I can say, um, I hope that things go well for me today. Mm-hmm. I hope that the kids don't fight. I hope that I have enough money to pay the bills, you know? And when I'm saying those sorts of things, it's wishful thinking, it's desires, like, but I don't necessarily think it's going to happen. Mm. I just want it to happen. Right, right. And I think normally we use the word hope. That's normally sort of how we use it. I think we apply it to things that we wish or desire to come true, but don't necessarily expect to come true. But when I look at the Bible, I look at scripture and I see hope and the one that Ben referred to in Romans seems to suggest that that's a different kind of hope, Mm -hmm. that there's a different kind of hope that almost is supernatural, perhaps, that is more about expectation Anticipation, I think was the word that you yes, used earlier. Used, yeah, for a different future or a yes. different ending to my story, right? Yes. Yeah. So is there is there a distinction, I guess is my question, between maybe wishes and desires versus anticipation and expectation? So maybe for those who call themselves Christians or are followers of Jesus, is there access to another kind of hope? Mm-hmm. I think something that's a, that God gives maybe? Yes, I mm. think that's a great that's a great question. I think it's rooted in these long you use the word desire. I would say longings, mm. these these something inherent in mm-hmm. us that there could be a different future or there's something beyond myself, beyond just I would like, you know, the day to go well or I want a new house or a car, this longing for something deeper, something that satisfies deep in our souls, right? Mm-hmm. Faith, um, yeah, hope for the for that there would be a different future for myself. So yes, absolutely. And mm-hmm. when I think about tying it to values, so I could hope that I could have some possession, but what about what I value? Do I value deep and meaningful relationships? Then what are the steps I need to take to get to those? That's a different kind of hope, mm-hmm. I think, than than just a, a tangible. Do I desire a you know a really, really meaningful 
career or job, then what are the steps that I take and, mm-hmm. and who do I bring into that process and, and prayer and faith? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's much more holistic, I guess you would say, right? It encompasses a lot more than just something I want in the moment. It's, it's, it's all of who I am. See, that's huge. I think hope then doesn't come just from a change of circumstances. No, not at all. I think all. a lot of times we tie our joy or our happiness to how things are happening all around us when in reality, hope is integrated. It's integrated Absolutely. into our context, our relationships, our beliefs, mm-hmm. all that sort of feeds mm-hmm. a real deep sense of hope that isn't destabilized right. by our circumstances. Mm-hmm. So really what you're saying is hope is much deeper than just something that you experience on a daily basis based on your situation, Absolutely. whether it goes well mm-hmm. or doesn't go well. I think a lot of people experience disappointment. Mm. disappointment and they struggle with the concept of hope because they've been disappointed so many times. Absolutely. And so it's hard for them. And perhaps you can relate, you know, out there, uh, you can relate to this, that you have hoped or wished or desired for certain things to happen. And they haven't. I think there's a, there's an awakening that we all experience in life when we figure that things haven't worked out the way we expected they would. Life hasn't unfolded the way that we had hoped it would. Mm -hmm. So when you hit that wall, that proverbial wall, and you realize life is just not what I thought it would be, how can you get hope again? Where can this hope come from? Because in the Bible it says there's a hope that does not disappoint. That's right. There's a hope that will not leave us frustrated. And I think everybody would want that hope. Right. And I love to sort of put that out there. You know, maybe Ben, you can chime in on this too, but... Um, where can we find that hope that doesn't disappoint? How can we cultivate hope when we be so disappointed and so frustrated by the past? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us kind of want to know, is there like, do we ask God for it? Can he give it to us? <laughs> do we, do we solicit it from our neighbors and friends? Do we go to a counselor and, and ask for them to mm-hmm. teach us how to have it? How do we cultivate this hope that doesn't disappoint? That's and I my think I, what I would add to that is maybe a little nuance because it sounds like, and I, I guess this is probably true, that hope is predominantly a future-oriented thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, but there's probably an aspect of hope that is a present thing mm-hmm. as well, that it's not always something that I hope will happen in the future. Because like for me in my life, and I haven't shied away from telling my story on the podcast, there was a period of time in my life where I had I had was struggling to find hope mm-hmm. significantly, but my life has not stayed that way. Mm-hmm. I guess for hope for me now in many ways is I want it to be the same way going forward mm-hmm. and not that I'm looking to have something else happen in the future, but I don't want this to change. I want it, I want to be able to still have that hope that it's going to stay the same. Um, because when you're in the midst of a trial and a struggle, finding hope in it and that developing is comes through the process, right? It comes through the process of developing character. So how much of hope is future oriented, I guess, and how much of it is based in our present current circumstances, I guess? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. What would you have to say about that? I, I just think that kept, I think that puts the icing on the cake for mm-hmm. me because that whole idea, it comes back to that whole idea of enduring and finding meaning in the present which is building hope. And so it all, it's its being here right now. Um, what can I learn? What, how can I be curious about my life? How do I endure this difficult time? Because I can have hope right now and I can have hope in the future. So absolutely, mm-hmm. that's a great, that's a wonderful point. Yeah, thank you for that. I think I agree. I think that's really important. I, I thank you, Ben, for bringing up the idea of the future aspect. Yeah. I think when I have confidence that things I believe in or desire are, are actually gonna come true, 
like like the person's going to keep their promises or things are going to unfold the way I hope that they will, then I do have greater joy. I do have greater peace. I do have greater satisfaction. I have greater hope, stronger, more confident hope. And so I think it, it's appropriate to at least mention that, um, you know, in the Bible, there are promises that are made. There are promises that are made by God. And the question is, does God keep his promises? Mm -hmm. You know, and I think if you are a Christian and you believe in the Bible, then you would expect that God does keep his promises. And the fact is he always has. Mm -hmm. So why wouldn't he in the future? So when God makes us a promise, can we have confidence that he's going to fulfill those promises? That's where hope really comes from, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It comes from the sense of God made the promise. He's going to keep it. I know it's going to come true. So it's not a wish or desire or a longing. It is an expectation. Mm. It's just an anticipation of a future reality. Mm. And I think, friends, I just want to challenge you, at least consider that. No matter where you come from theologically, where you stand, you know, with matters of faith, give some thought to the difference between just a wish or a desire and an actual expectation or anticipation of something that's going to come true. And how would that change your life? Mm -hmm. So maybe give some thought to, you know, if there's a God out there and he does love us and he does have a plan for us and he's made promises to us then maybe that's where I can go to get some hope. Maybe that's where I can find this kind of hope that doesn't disappoint. Um, I think the world is starving for that. And I would love to have you just think about that and, and just ponder it and maybe write us, ask us questions. If mm -hmm. you want to know more about this and want to probe this deeper, we're going to talk more about this. We'll have another podcast episode on this subject because it's so important to get into this. And there's many questions left unanswered. And so we'll have uh, Dr. Dory Halbert back and join us. <laughs> uh, but uh, we do want to wrap up this episode. And just thank you for joining us, Growth Junkies. We have been talking about hope with uh, Dory Halbert. And uh, it's a very important, relevant subject in a very chaotic time in our history here. And so uh, I want to encourage you also to check us out at the Love and Transformation Institute. It's loveandtransformation.org. We also do a lot of talking about the four dimensions of human health. And if you're interested in following along and what we talk about in the main context of these episodes, grab that book off Amazon. You can get it there. Um, also want to mention The Office with Two Doors is a book written by Dory Halbert. You can get it on Amazon as well. And you can hear more about um, this organization she started for uh, counseling called the Refuge Counseling Center and how it started and why other churches should consider starting something like that. You can get that also on Amazon. And then also, if you have questions, you can write us at uh, info at loveandtransformation.org. Get in touch with us. This has been a production of the Love and Transformation Institute called the Growth Junkies Podcast. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.